Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty After Dark. I'm your host, Calvin Timms. You can find me over on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin. You can find my co-host Dale on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Dale. And it's finally here, the running back part one. There are so many free agent running backs. We were just going over a list of how we're kind of breaking out these two episodes. And holy cow, we're going to be talking about 16 running backs through two episodes here. So that just tells you the quality of players that are out there for the free agent market right now. And that's not even taking into account trades or anything like that. Jonathan Taylor's been linked to trades and things, you know, so there's a lot of movement. And this is why it's going to be so critical to really get a good insight into the running back market going into 2023 because it's going to shake up the entire dynasty landscape. So hopefully we're going to be able to give you guys a good look at it and some good insight into these players, what we would be doing with them, who we'd be targeting of these guys. But yeah, I'm excited for this. Dale, are you ready? I am strapped in and ready to go. How you feeling today? You feeling pretty good? Yeah, I'm feeling great today, man. <laughs> yeah, and it's just combine week. You know, we're already getting some of those those rumors out mm-hmm. there. Bryce Young not doing anything at the combine. Probably. He'd prefer. I know. You know, there's a lot of takes on this, and I'll this will be the quick little brief uh, rant about the combine, right? The versus pro day, and a lot of guys are starting to do it at the pro day. You know, if I was an NFL head coach or an NFL GM, right? And you don't want to do anything at the combine, but you instead you want to do everything at your pro day. I would look negatively upon that pretty heavily because that tells yep. me, okay, I can only perform with my guys and under the perfect situation in the perfect yes. circumstances. The whole point of the combine is you go there with guys you have no rapport with, you know, you're stressed out, you're, you're kind of tested to the max and I get it it sucks for these guys because if you have one bad performance it's going to just absolutely kill your NFL chances but it also shows you who can step up under the pressure who can really shine with these guys that they have no backup rapport with right and Bryce Young skipping out you know he doesn't want to get weighed he doesn't want to get measured like it's just Mm -hmm. not good looks and for the guy that you know everybody's so high on oh he's the number one overall prospect blah 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 it's not a good look man it really really isn't and i would definitely not i would knock the shit out of your draft capital if it was me personally but i'm not an nfl gm so you know you're seeing a lot of people oh we should not do anything except his pro day that's pretty soft man that's i don't know it's pretty soft (laughs) It it really I agree with that you know I mean I mean I I think at the very least like you at least want to kind of get your measurements like you want to be able to kind of do some of that stuff I get not throwing but I do agree with you like if if you're doing your pro day like that's why Zach Wilson was so highly drafted and the Johnny Menzels of the world you know like these flashy kind of shorter you know athletic guys that you know really shouldn't be as highly drafted as they are, but they are because they can throw 70 yards on their back foot, you know, whatever. So I don't know. Oh, and don't forget at his pro day, he's going to come in magically at six foot one and 195 pounds. So yes. And if that happens, I will be going down to Alabama myself. Uh, Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And that's what's going to happen because Mm -hmm. that's what Alabama is going to do. They're going to put like some stilts in the shoes or something. 
Oh, they just won't. Taller. They won't measure them in front of everybody. They'll take them around a little, exactly. uh, a little thing, you know. But right. uh, yeah, it's yeah, gonna, absolutely. I, don't know. I, I, I think it's BS that you don't want to do it. But that's the the current society we're, yeah. we're in. So you know, he's playing by yeah, the rules. Whatever. But I just think it's kind of soft. Whatever. So last yeah. rant there about the pro day versus combine. I'm excited for all the people that will be producing this week yep. and, and performing. So good luck to all those guys. Hopefully, you know, you can make or break your NFL career just based on the combine, which is. It's wild. So, all right. You ready to get into the running backs here? Can't wait. All right. So, all right, Bart, Bart Scott, calm down over there. Um, <laughs> all right. So today we're going to talk about the the premier guys out there for fantasy football, for dynasty football. And we got three guys we're going to talk about there. And then we're going to talk about a few guys a little bit later that we think are going to re-sign with their current teams. They're not they're free agents, but I think they're going to go back to the squad that they're on right now. What we would do, what we would give up for all these guys who we'd be targeting the most out of all of them. And then tomorrow we're going to touch on not the top tier guys, but the next tier, the tier two guys. And there's five guys there that we're going to be talking on. And then a couple guys in tier three as well. So again, there's 16 guys. So we're going to try and hammer through them pretty quickly, not belabor the point too much there, but we want to give you guys valuable insights. So we're not going to rush it too much, but yeah, we're just going to kind of start off here and, and see how it goes. So number one guy on pretty much everybody's board right now is, is probably Saquon Barkley and, mm-hmm. you know, Saquon, former 101 overall for dynasty leagues for their rookie drafts. What was he, the number two overall pick in his rookie class? Um, Very, very talented player. Obviously banged up a couple times. He had quite a few injuries. His rookie year, he was the number one overall running back in PPR, which is just amazing, crazy. Yes. He was yes. he was almost a thousand for thousand. He was pretty close. He had thirteen. He was over two thousand yards as a rookie. That's how good Saquon Barkley was. Nice. Second year, got banged up with the high ankle sprain, then tore his ACL. Um, came back, wasn't a hundred percent from the ACL tear last year in twenty twenty one. Also, Joe Judge. So we've seen what he can do with an offense. And uh, then this last year, they get Brian Dayball. Saquon Barkley returns to form, finishes as the RB number five overall. He was a little bit inconsistent, it did feel like, this year. You know, he had some very, very good games, but then he kind of disappeared a couple of times there. Um, But then he really, really was, was pretty solid most of the season. So not much to complain about with Saquon Barkley. You would like to see him get utilized in the receiving game a little bit more than he was. Um, only 57 catches, which is a ton, by the way. That is so many. Yeah, but only 338 yards on those 57. You really want to see that up a little bit higher. No touchdowns there, but only 10 total this last season. Saquon, elite player, but he is 26. So, you know, he's a young 26 because he has missed so yeah, much time due to injury. Still- um, what are we thinking about Saquon? What's the, what, where would you like to see him go? I guess we'll start with that. Where, what team do you think would be the best fit for Saquon Barkley? And then we'll talk about draft capital. You know, we'll, we'll give some, just a couple of quick All right. wish casting. Where would you like to see him land? Uh, I, th- I, th- I think it'd be fun to see him go to the, uh, to his NFC East rival of the Eagles. I think that ah, would be, okay. I, I, th- I think that would be, very interesting having having uh, Barkley and Hertz there. I think that would be really good. I, mm-hmm. I think that would be a 
I think that would be a level combo. up. Yeah, yeah, it really would. And he, and he played with a similar style quarterback in Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. I, I feel. So, you know, I think the only problem in fantasy is that Hertz, Hertz and Jones have kind of hawked some touchdowns from away their, from each other. From yeah. Running. Yeah. 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 So, 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 you know, that's the only thing I worry about, you know, fantasy wise, but I think, you know, in, in the world in the real world, I think that would be a heck of a lot of fun to see him on the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I could, I could definitely see that. Um, <laughs> the best place would honestly just be the chiefs, you know, they've been looking yeah. for a guy like that for a while yeah. now, but yeah. you know, the, the number one team that I would like to see him go to realistically would probably be the Atlanta Falcons. They have a decent amount of money this year. It's yep. a massive need for them going forward. I know I mm-hmm. like Tyler Algier. I like Cordell Patterson. Patterson's yeah. getting so old though, and it, it's he not is. sustainable there. Um, but it's definitely a need, and he fits the mm-hmm. the Arthur Blank or Arthur Smith, not Arthur Smith. Blank <laughs> yeah. style of offense. So that's where I'd love to see him go. Um, number two team, just real quick, that I would like to throw out would be the Buffalo Bills, but you know, then probably the New York Giants. Funnily enough, yeah. there's just not a lot of teams that really need running back right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a it, it's it's an interesting time. We'll touch on some of these guys, but most of them are you're going you're not going somewhere where you're going to be the bell cow right. that you are in New York, right? And it's just kind of the situation That's- that we're dealing with. So. Saquon Barkley, what are we willing to give up right now? Landing spot unknown. More than likely, wherever Saquon goes, it's going to be where he's getting the vast majority of snaps, right? He's going to be getting probably 70 to 80% of the touches from the backfield. So, you know, I don't really see him going to Cleveland to compete with Nick Chubb, right? Like, it's not going to be something like that. So what are we willing to give up for Saquon right now without knowing where he's going to go. And I, I mean, that's where I'm like, I would probably still give a, a high first round. Okay. Like I probably wouldn't do the one Oh one. Cause you know, presumably you'd probably want Bijan right over. Yes. Over yes. Him. Yes. Yes. So, I mean that, that's kind of where I would fall on that. Like I would probably rather have Barkley than, one of the quarterbacks right now because the quarterbacks are going to, I mean, I think they're going to be good, but I think they're going to take a little bit longer. Sure. And I think I, I feel Barkley would give you instant results. Sure. So, so, so I would probably do, I, I mean, I wouldn't do the one Oh one, but I would do like a high first for him. One Oh two, one Oh three, one Oh four, somewhere yeah, in that range. Yeah. So you'd rather yeah. have Barkley than Gibbs. And I think I'm with you yes. there. Um, and then yep. Gibbs is our RB two, so that you'd rather have yep. Barkley than everyone yep. else. Yep. Um, yep. A couple guys quickly. Um, let me see if I can pull up a list here. Talk real quick on Barkley, real fast, and I'll pull up a list of current NFL running backs here. Yeah, but you know, on on Barkley, you know, I I I, I mean, I do have some injury concern with him, you know, overall. Um, but I, I I feel confident he's he's. He's learned enough. I, I I I honestly think if he got away from MetLife Stadium, it would be good for his career. It it, it honestly would because the turf there just doesn't seem to really uh, do well with any yeah. any athlete. So yep. you, you know you know the past five or so years, there's been so many torn ACLs and mm-hmm. you know PCLs, MCLs, all of all of those CLs that our knees have. So <laughs> you know you know so so um, you know I. 
Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, so a couple guys here looking at, at I'm just going to do a would you rather Saquon or player X, right? So Saquon or Christian McCaffrey? I would probably. Uh, I got to go CMC. With San Francisco, yeah, it's just, I, I, it, I, I, it's too I, good. I, yeah, I, I would rather have Christian. For six month age difference, it's it, I'd just go CMC. Um, yeah, yeah. Barkley or Kenneth Walker? That's tough. That's close. Yeah. I. Yeah, I'd probably go Kenneth Walker. He was really good this year, and it's four yes. years younger. Um, I, I, yeah, I would. I would do if if they were closer on age. I would probably go Barkley, but since mm-hmm. they're that far apart, yeah, I would probably go Walker. Barkley or JT? JT, I'm going JT. <laughs> I just don't like where JT's heading with if, if he stays on the Colts. I think the Colts are going to get it figured out, though. I like Shane Steichen a lot, and I think that he's going to really – we saw what he was able to do with the running game in in Philly. Think of what – Jonathan Taylor is a supreme athlete, and he's going to be the only guy, right? You know, so I'd still go JT, but it's close. That's where we's talking right now. So Barkley's still a top five running back. Like uh, So Barkley or Austin Eckler? Barkley. Okay. Barkley yeah, I, it's, or it's, Brees Hall? I'd probably go with Brees Hall. Yeah, the age gap the, there is pretty it's yeah, too the, the substantial. Age gap, but 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 Brees Hall He is gonna be out after, for a while though. Year, year one after the ACL, I'm yeah. I'm a, I'm out on. Right. But I like him I, I, I like him long term. So basically what you're saying is keep Barkley for the first six months and then trade him for Brees Hall around mid season. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'd i probably rather have Brees too, but that's right where we're talking. So Saquon, mm-hmm. top five running back still. Um, you got to yeah. pay probably more than the 102 for him straight up. You know, if you're probably. not giving up a Bichon for him, you're probably yep. going to have to give up a little bit more. So premier athlete, premier dynasty piece that's hitting yes. the market. Um, you could definitely try and cash out now. If you are trying to get Saquon buy now before he signs with a new team, because again, there's going to be a lot of speculation. Oh, he could go anywhere. You know, he, he could go anywhere, but if he goes somewhere and they're going to make him, let's say he goes to Philly, that's going to shoot his, his value up way higher. So, yes. um, yes. get out while you still can. All right. Next yeah. guy here. And we're going to try and pick it up a little bit. Josh Jacobs, the number two guy here that I have, I don't think he's coming back. And <laughs> I'm doing a bonus he's episode de- this week. Definitely not coming back. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've seen a lot of people talking about franchise tagging Josh Jacobs. So the the Raiders have 45, 46 million in salary cap available to them right now. Tagging Josh Jacobs would be 10.5 million, roughly. Or of that of that forty five million, that's a quarter of your salary cap available for free yeah. agency. There are so many holes on this roster. Actually, what I think they're gonna, what I would do if I was the Raiders, I would let Josh Jacobs walk, and then I'd get someone like a Damian Harris, who we're gonna talk about tomorrow. On you can sign him to a three year deal, and you're spreading that fifteen million, twenty million over three years. You're not paying all of it up front right now, so you can fill multiple holes right so that's the problem with josh jacobs playing on a franchise tag it's great he's cheaper than some of these top tier guys but 
you're paying it's fully guaranteed for one year so you can't spread it out over multiple seasons so i don't see it happening but josh jacobs another elite athlete um you know, his rookie season was his worst season for fantasy football. Ever since then, he's just been top 12 for PPR. You know, those last two seasons, he's seen a real uptick in terms of targets and receptions. And he's going to be going somewhere. Landing spot, I honestly believe he's going to be a Chicago Bear. I just think that they're, mm-hmm. he's the type of player, he fits the skill set that Justin Fields would be looking for. He's not a major, you know receiving threat but he can do it um and he's such a dominant runner pairing him with justin fields i think the bears are going to make him a very lucrative offer he's young enough he's only 25 years old so i think that and he's not massively used right this last year he got used a ton 340 carries Mm -hmm. that tells me that they're not bringing him back he was also the best part of their offense this last year 1600 yards on the ground 12 touchdowns so where are you thinking, where would you like to see him go real quick? And then what I mean, are you giving up for him? I mean, I mean, the Bears would be a fantastic spot for him to go. You know, I, I, th- I think he would be as utilized as he is in Vegas right now. I believe um, so. Yeah, I, I, I think if he, I think if he goes anywhere else, he won't be as used. And one thing so, too with him, we've seen Las Vegas had a terrible offensive line this year, and mm-hmm. more than likely the Bears are going to touch up their offensive line pretty heavily because of all the money that they have this offseason, right? So they're going right. to try and really repair. But if they don't get it right, and their offensive line is still pretty weak. Josh Jacobs is just fine. We saw what he could do with a a weaker offensive line this last year. So you know that he can overcome that a little bit better than someone like a Saquon who does seem to struggle a little bit more when the offensive line is not as good. So that's why I think that Josh Jacobs will be a Chicago Bear. Um, But yeah, it, it... He's going to have a lot of suitors as well. He's such a dominant cool. rusher on the ground. Well, no, and I, and I agree with that. And I, I think what helps him is not having a huge injury history. Yeah. You know, as, yep. as, as big of as, as like a Barkley or, yep. you know, uh, some of the other players that we're going to talk about. So I, I think that does help him quite a bit. Okay. Um, I mean, for it's for trade value. You know, I think I would be okay with like, so here, here's the question. Would you rather yeah. have him or Jameer Gibbs? I think right now I... I'd rather have Jacobs. I, yeah, I think if... I like Gibbs, Gibbs goes, a lot, but he's more of a pass-catching guy, right? Yes, yes. I, I really like Gibbs too, and I, I, think it, I think it depends where he lands. If he lands somewhere spicy, like, you know, like maybe like the Bengals or something like that, something mm-hmm. crazy, you know, I think his value is going to shoot up New and York. that's going to, yeah. Or, or, or even in New York. So, I mean, I think right now I would rather have Jacobs over Gibbs, but right. I think it's, I think, I think the closer close. we get to the draft, it's close. Yep. yeah, it's close. Yes. Yeah. So essentially Josh Jacobs for a five or six pick. Yeah. One five, yeah, one yeah. Six. I, I, yeah. I was, I was kind of thinking yeah, between the one five and one, and one of seven kind of in between there. So obviously yeah. we'd rather have Saquon over him, you know, some yep. of the other names, Swift, um, Najee, Nick Chubb, Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson, Javante Williams, any of these guys you'd rather have over Josh Jacobs. I think I'd rather have him above all these guys. Yeah. Travis Etienne. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather, rather have Jacobs. Have you'd rather have Etienne? I would, 
I think I'd rather have ETN. I'd rather have Jacobs. I think- I, I'm a little nervous about ETN. Yeah. That's the only that, thing. That, he is very that's explosive fair. though. Like I can, under, I understand that side and, of it. And, I just think yes. that Jacobs and, is a better rusher, you know? That's fair. So yeah. It, it, yeah. that's very, very close though. So yeah, it's, it, it, it is, it is close though, but I think I'd rather kind of based on age, kind of based on mm-hmm. what, what the offense of Jacksonville looked like last sure. year. Like I, I, you know, what about, what about Eckler? Like Eckler has been so dominant. Right in the last couple of years, you know, right. But he is twenty seven and, and a half. <laughs> yeah, he eventually yes. will and, slow and, down. And, and, and he's, but and he's about to hit that, you know, that 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 cliff that running backs. Well, hit. he's already hit it and passed it. The cliff yeah, is twenty six. Well, I mean, so you know, Jacobs well, is closer to the cliff. It, you know, like Austin Eckler is just flying at this point. He's Superman flying off the cliff. So, um, so I think I'd rather have Eckler still. He's just yeah, been so dominant. I, I it, it's yeah, hard. It's it's, it's I would I would rather have Eckler because of his pass catching ability. I yeah. think it's 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 far superior compared to And he he Jacob. looks so like he doesn't look like he's slowing down at all, Mm-mm, you know. That's the one no, thing. No, like no. you could see it a little bit with Derrick Henry this year, you know, he's finally mm-hmm. hitting that cliff and everything, but Yep. Yeah, there's no signs for Eckler yet, so just there's keep going with him no. for now. Just keep riding that yep. train. But Javante versus Josh Jacobs which would you rather have there? That's a big. That's a bigger age gap, you know, in the positive direction for Javante. I think I'd rather have Josh Jacobs as well. Yeah. Yes. I think. I think yeah, I would, I, I mean, I'm sticking with Jacobs. I, I, I mean, I. I mean, again, I like Williams, but it's 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 that first year after uh, right. after the ACL tear, and his was the the I, J.K. I, Dobbins one too. Yeah, and it's very severe. It's you know, it's going to take him a year plus to get back. Okay. So, you know, I feel so. I mean, I'd rather have Jacobs in that sense. All right. So that's our thoughts on Josh Jacobs. Again, just like Saquon, another elite running back that, mm-hmm. that that's going to have such big implications. Again, you got guys on this list, right? So I'm going through the top 12 here. You got Christian McCaffrey, Kenneth Walker, JT. These are ADP. So, you know, this isn't a ranking or anything, but Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Travis Etienne, Brees Hall, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is going to plummet over the next couple of months because of oh. all the so stuff that just came the, out with him field stuff. Yeah. Deandre Swift. He's already been dropping Najee Harris, uh-huh. Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, 27. He's been dropping as well. Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry, Dalvin cook, Javante Williams. Like there is so much opportunity in the top 10 right now for a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, if you can get someone like a Josh Jacobs on the cheap, now is the best time to strike for that. So, the last guy that I have in this tier, and he's not the same caliber as those first two guys. He is a good player. He's a very good dynasty asset when he's on the field. Less consistent, though. And that's kind of his mm-hmm. been his issue the last couple of years, right? But it's going to be Miles Sanders. And Miles Sanders this year finishes RB number 15 in PPR, number 10 in standard. They really did not utilize him through the passing game. It's crazy watching Miles Sanders' career arc. You know, his rookie year, 63 targets, 50 catches, 500 yards on the ground, and three touchdowns. Second year, 52 targets, 28 catches. It really fell off there. He he had a big problem catching the ball in 2020. Um 200 yards there but then after that they just stopped going back to him i mean 34 mm-hmm. in 2021 for 26 catches thir- uh, 26 targets this last year for 20 catches it's like the guy had 60 targets two years or three years ago and now we're giving him 26 like he's shown that he's a very reliable pass catcher i just don't understand you know 
it's wild. I just don't understand the the usage. Mm -hmm. And then the one thing is with, with Miles Sanders, I feel like a lot of people, because this last year he had 26 targets, 20 catches, 259 attempts on the ground for 1,269 yards, right? And 11 touchdowns. But he only had 26 targets through the air. But we've seen in the past he can handle 60-some targets. Mm-hmm. So why a lot of people in their brains have just associated Miles Sanders now with just being a rushing running back, right? But he is a good pass catcher still. And I think that – I actually think that his best landing spot would be with the Las Vegas Raiders. He's a good runner, similar to Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs. He can catch the ball just like Josh Jacobs. I think he's a very good, he's a very similar player to Josh Jacobs, you know, and again, you can sign him to a multi-year deal, probably cheaper than Josh Jacobs because he's a different tier of player yeah. than him, right? So, yep. um, Miles Sanders, where's your landing spot? What are you giving up for him? I mean, I, I, I could see him honestly going to like the Falcons. I mean, I, I feel he's, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I I really think he's a step up from Tyler Algier. I mean, I, I mean, with with I'm not a huge fan of like your day, like end of day two, day three running backs. I mm-hmm. feel they're very ex- expendable. Like, you know, they're they they just are extremely replaceable. So, you know, I, I think I think he is just uh you know a, a step up from Algier. You know, I think mm-hmm. Vegas would be fun. You know, um, it's it's like you were saying. Um, you know, so I, I think those two spots, um, but for dynasty, um, I would probably, I would be probably a later first. I would feel comfortable with, I'm not a huge uh, I'm not a huge Miles Sanders guy. Um, I mean, he does have immense talent, but he's kind of really kind of failed to meet a lot of those yeah. expectations Injuries that we've had have really plagued him too, you know. They they, they have. I, I agree. So Jameer Gibbs, definitely over Miles Sanders. Zach yep. Charbonnet, yep. Kendra Miller. That's our three and four right now. Would you rather have those guys or Miles Sanders? I think Landing I landing spot unknown, right? Yeah. I would probably rather have I think I'd rather have Charbonnet and not Miller. I think I'd rather have both than Miles Sanders, but it's close. So basically yeah. you're talking like the 111, 112 in 112. Dynasty. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, we can do player comparison, but, you know, most of them, like J.K. Dobbins, that's the kind of player tier you're looking at here, Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a good one. Would you rather have him, Miles Sanders or Ramondre Stevenson? I would rather have Stevenson. I'd rather have Miles Sanders. I understand the hype around Ramondre Stevenson right now. Bill Belichick is not going to give this guy the backfield. He will not do it. It, It's not going to happen. Um, So everyone that's getting super hyped around Ramondre, you're going to be disappointed. Dude's very explosive. He's a very good player. But give me Miles Sanders, man. He's just, yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing. I I just don't trust Bill Belichick. I've... I've wanted to believe the hype with Sanders and I've, I've kind of followed his, his career. He was RB four two years ago. I know. I know. Like I've, I've, I've followed his career from when he was at Penn state. Like he was supposed (laughs) to be the guy after, after, well, 
I think he was there even before. Um, he was Barkley there with was there. Barkley. Yeah, he was there yeah, with Barkley. Yeah, he in, came in. in, in with the, Barkley. Yeah, he came in a year after Barkley. So like he yeah, was a freshman yeah. when Barkley was a sophomore yes, or whatever. Sophomore. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then and then with Sanders, he he was very highly touted. He was a five star mm-hmm. recruit. And then he kind of yeah, he wasn't he wasn't. He's been good though. Like he has he, he been good. Okay. He's whenever when he he's was, on the he, field, okay. he's very very good. It's just the injuries that's have true. ever really plagued him, yeah. right? And that's the the one downside with Sanders. So here's another guy. So Sanders or Cam Akers, Sam uh, <laughs> Sanders or Sam Akers, <laughs> uh, Miles hey, Sanders, Cam, Cam, Cam Akers, Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce. Would you rather have either of those guys over Miles Sanders? Akers is close. Akers I, is close. Acres is very I'd rather close. have Acres. I'm, I think just yeah. I think barely, think just barely, on the upside, barely, just barely. Yes. Yep. And then Damian Pierce. I'm I've been out on Damian Pierce. I'm taking Pierce um, over Sanders. That's the I age think, gap there is I, just I, massive. I know, I know it's massive, but I think Pierce is going to get replaced in a year. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, and I I, th- I think Sanders is going to get a, a, a bag somewhere, so he's going to be the guy for a couple years. All right, so we will see. Um, that's oh, how we kind of rank Miles Sanders here. He's the last guy of this tier of player, again, that we're kind of talking about. But there are a few guys we wanted to touch on really quickly, what we would give up for them and where we think they're going to go. That We think they're going to re-sign with their team. These guys are interesting, at least. So um, we'll start with the number one guy here, Tony Pollard. Injured, what did he do? He broke his ankle, I believe it was, in the playoffs. So, you know, recent injury, but he'll be just fine by the time next season rolls around. You know, Mm -hmm. it's luckily it's a bone break, which those are better than muscle tears and things like that. They recover. Once they recover, you know, you don't have to worry about it anymore. And it it wasn't the type of bone break where it, you know, destroyed all the muscles around it and everything. It was just a standard mm-hmm. bone break. Um, so Tony Pollard will come back and he'll be just as explosive. It's not going to take anything away from his game. You know, so Tony Pollard, what are we feeling about Tony Pollard? I believe he comes back to Dallas. You know, he seems yes, like a I really good player. He seems better than Ezekiel Elliott. And I, whether it's franchise tag or, you know, multi-year contract, what are mm-hmm. we giving up for him if he goes back to the... Dallas Cowboys. Um, well, I, I would first like to say I honestly feel bad for Tony Pollard. <laughs> I think I, I I think he was going to get a he was going to get paid, man. He he yeah he he was going to get paid and go somewhere else. Yep. Um, you know I I think I think Dallas is a good fit for him. You know, offensively, but I agree. You know, it's 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 solid. You know, um, but um, but dynasty wise, I think he's. So I, I same same to your player, Kendra yeah. Miller, Zach yeah. Charbonnet. Would you rather have Tony Pollard over either one of those guys? Yes, yes. Tony Pollard I, I, over both. I would, I would say he's probably. I would say he's a little, probably a little under. I would probably get him closer to. Gibbs? He's probably. I was I was I was about to say Gibbs, but I would say <laughs> he's probably he's probably in between Gibbs and Charbonnet and Miller. But like he's in that tier for me. I think okay. I really like Pollard's explosiveness. I think they're going to put the have the offense more round mm-hmm. Pollard, you know. But the only problem is that you have Zeke hawking all of his touchdowns, which I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind as a Zeke guy, but you so, know, but for Pollard, you know, but Pollard or Javante, I would probably go. 
That's close. I would rather have Javante. He's only 22. I think just, like, yeah, it's I hard would, to go. I, it's I hard would, to pass would, up Javante. I, 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 would, I would say based on age, Javante. Yeah. But I, I, again, I, I, I'd, I'd, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's close. It's close. Yeah, it's um, close. It's Pollard close. or Harris? D- Najee Harris. I think I'd rather have Pollard. Pollard or Swift? I really like DeAndre Swift, and I think he's going to be a really good value. You know, in in you know startup drafts mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that, but Pollard or Chubb, I would probably go Pollard. I I like Nick I Chubb Pollard. a lot. I I'd probably yeah, go Pollard I, I re- there too. I'd probably yeah. take Pollard over Swift, just because of what yeah. we've seen on the field. Yeah, like Pollard's explosiveness that. is just. Yes. Next level. Off so, the charts. Off the charts. Yes. Yep. So, all right. So that kind of gives you an idea there on Tony Pollard. He is a very good player. Um, the the bone break was very unfortunate, but you know, so rookie pick, we're talking, you know, one seven to one eight range one eight, right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. if you can get a Jameer Gibbs for him, definitely do that. But otherwise, we're taking Pollard over Zach Charbonnet, which I have currently at the one nine you know, in most rookie drafts. So somewhere between one, six and one, nine, you're looking at that type of pick return for Pollard or, you know, uh, some of those other players that we just mentioned there. So um, next guy, Jamal Williams, I think he's going to be back with Detroit. He's just, he's just a Dan Campbell guy. Like there's no way they're not going to bring him back. Uh, He just fits Detroit so well, was very, very good for them this last year. Uh, what are we thinking about Jamal Williams? We'll just talk about him in regards to picks, you know, high second, mid second. What are we thinking for, for him? I don't think he's going to repeat what he did this year. There's I don't no think way. it's possible, right? It like he was not, just so it is efficient. Not humanly possible. Yeah. He is not humanly possible. And he's um, not, he stole so many touchdowns. So many. He's, and he's he, almost he, 28. He, he, yeah, any any what he scored seventeen touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. I, I think he'll be lucky to get double digits this upcoming year. I would. I mean, I would. I would probably. I would feel even more comfortable with <laughs> like a late second, early third. I don't really want to. I probably. Spend I mean, whole, a late. I'd probably go mid second personally. You you probably go mid second. He's very reliable though. Like, you know what I mean? Like he, he is. You know what you're gonna get he, from him. Like if you need is, running back, I agree. The the one downside, right? And we're gonna do our our round two mock draft here soon, so we're gonna be able to put some names to this. But the running backs you're gonna get in round two are definitely risky, right? You're talking Sean Tucker in the mid second. Probably not. He's probably going to be an early second type of guy, right? So you're talking like Israel Abanaconda, Deuce Vaughn, Tank Bigsby. Like, I'd, I'd rather have Jamal than some of these guys, you know. As much as I like Israel Abaconda, I'd rather have Jamal just for the safety factor, you know. But right, it's close. I, I like, it, it depends on your need, you know. If you need a reliable yes, guy, yes. go Jamal. Yes. If you need... If you're if you're going for youth and and not really trying to compete right now, go for someone like an Israel, a Tank Bigsby, some of these guys. But yeah, that's just kind of the range. So I, that's mid second for me. So I I would be willing to spend that on him. Um, but 
Yeah, that's kind of the the highest. I'm not giving a high second for him. I'd probably no. be shooting for like two eight, two nine for Jamal Williams. I'd be yeah, fine yeah. With that. I, I would be yeah. I would be more comfortable there. I think that's as high as I'd go on him. Okay. I I, don't, uh, I wouldn't want to go any higher. Yep, I'm with you there. Deonta Foreman is the next guy. I believe he comes back. We were just talking before the podcast. Mm-hmm. Deuce Staley has already come out and says he really wants to work with Deonta Foreman. Deonta Foreman has been basically left for dead, and the dude was so freaking good this last year. I mean, yes. it's pretty crazy. Dynasty ADP right now, and this has not caught up completely, but Deonta Foreman is RB54 right now in oh ADP. He's behind Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. Chuba Hubbard is 48. It's like... Man, I, I don't know if I it's can ridiculous. get on board with that. So um, what are we thinking for Deonta Foreman? I'd be willing to give probably the same round pick as Jamal Williams, to be honest with you, like a, yeah. a late second. I yeah. think if you can get him for a third, that's going to be a massive steal. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I, I would say a late a late second is appropriate for him right now. I, w- I, I wouldn't want to give up any more than that. Like, you know, I mean, I, I know he has an injury history. He's a couple years off of off of the Achilles, but which is good, right. but you know, um, but I wouldn't want to give it. He's been than that. good for like two I, years I know, in a row I, now. So I know, I know he's been very good though. He has. Yeah, I agree. So I, I think he's worth a shot again. It, I think yeah. with yeah. Frank Reich, he's going to induce Staley. That's going to be a good combination for him. And if they, it's possible they bring in a running back in the draft, you know, you're, you're taking a little bit of risk there, but at worst, I think that that running back would replace Chuba Hubbard over Deonta Foreman if they bring him back. And I believe that they're going to bring him back. You know, all the 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 locker room really loves this guy. So there's the intangibles there that you, you got to take into account for it. So Deonta Foreman more than likely takes a, a cheaper deal, goes back with the Carolina Panthers and, you know, is the, the number one guy, and then maybe a rookie comes in and can take it from him eventually. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that he's going to have very good value early on in this season. So, yeah, if you can get him for a third, by all means, go get Deonta Foreman. Yes. Same with this next 100%. guy, Samaj P. Ryan. So we're going to talk about Joe Mixon tomorrow a little bit. We'll touch on him quickly here, but he has the off-the-field issues. He threatened to shoot someone in the head. He's got some legal stuff. Um there's a lot of pushback on Joe mm-hmm. Mixon, especially with his yep. pre-NFL History. draft. You know, yep. he there's the video of yep. him punching the girl in the head and knocking her out. So he's already got a little bit of a checkered pass. There's been no mm-hmm. real indication that Joe Mixon is, is a very violent person in the in, in his spare time. He's got two separate incidences, right, that are very bad. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Yes, I'm not 100%. condoning that, but 100%. it's not like he has a routine, like a, a continued yearly Antonio Brown level of crazy that's going on off the field. Right. So it, it does feel a little, it sucks to hold it against Joe Mixon. Cause what happened in college, maybe he's learned from that and he just had one bad incident here and, and everyone's kind of making him out to be a terrible person. And maybe he's not, but it is going to have negative implications on him for his career in the NFL. Yes. 100%. They get to save a lot of money by cutting him anyway. So it just makes a lot of sense that they're going to move on from him. And Samaje Pirine is also a free agent as well. Samaje filled in for Joe Mixon quite a few times this last year and was very, very valuable for fantasy when he was playing. Like when Samaje Pirine, and I'm just going to pull him up real quick. Uh, Pirine, if I can spell real quick. Um, He was pretty solid, man. I mean, a few, uh, a few games, 
And he had a, a stretch where he was after the bye, 30 points, 19 points, 22 points. And I think that's all games that, that Joe Mixon also missed, right? Yeah. Per, yep, exactly. So yeah, those three games, Joe Mixon, 21% of snaps and missed the next two games with an injury. So, you know, when Joe Mixon wasn't on the team, the, the wasn't on the field, the team was very comfortable going to Samaje P. Ryan and, you know, Samaje. 34 overall running back, but he could be a very, very massive steal again for a third round pick. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. You know, I, uh, you know, I, 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 I think if you got him in the third with, with it, it's, it's with all this mix in news that that would be great. You know, um, I, I really think the Bengals are going to draft somebody, but it's, it's really hard to see who, and they probably won't step in right away. So, you know, like P. Ryan's going to be the guy, at least for the first, you know, half the year until the, until the rookies kind of catch up. Right. That's the the one thing there. So um, I was just looking really quickly here at the Cincinnati Bengals. So their draft capital, I mean, 29, I don't think they're going to take a, a running back at 29 in the first round. I mean, maybe they take a Jameer Gibbs there. Maybe that'd be the, the one right. chance that Gibbs has yep. of being a first round yep. pick. But then yep. 61, 93, they're at the, the back half. They have no real, you know, it looks like they have pretty much all of their original picks. So yep. uh, they're not r- really making, and they have no comp picks either. So, yeah, they're, they <laughs> they just have not moved around the board very much. Um, right. So it's going to be tough for them to get a good, valuable running back in the NFL draft. So that's where Samaj P. Ryan again. Is he going to be a, a league winner? Probably not. But for a third-round pick... I do like That's that value quite solid. a bit. Yes, so, 100%. All right, last guy we're going to talk about here really quickly, and then we'll wrap this up, is going to be Raheem Mostert with the Miami Dolphins. You know, Raheem's getting up there in age. There's no no mm-hmm. joke about that. He'll be 32 this upcoming season. I don't think he has a lot left in his legs, but I do think he goes back, and, you know, I would probably be willing to give up a fourth-round pick for Raheem Mostert when he was playing this last year there were the games where, you know, he was pretty valuable for fantasy football, but just like Raheem Mostert, typical, very, very inconsistent, you know, four points week one, 10.9 points week two, one point week three, 10 points in week four, 20 points in week five, five points in week six, 20 points in week seven. It's like literally every other week that the guy was giving you a good performance, bad performance. So, you know, yeah. that's just consistent with his MO. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Uh, I mean, I, I, as a Miami fan, you know, I like what Moster did, um, but he wasn't, he wasn't consistent on the field. So, um, I mean, I, I honestly forgot about the dolphins and saying, <laughs> saying spots where people could look and land. Cause well, that didn't even like register in my brain. So I'm just realizing you know, now, Raheem yeah. Moster, Jeff Wilson, and Salvin Ahmed are all free agents. All, Their yeah, entire so, running back room is free agents, except Chase Edmonds, so, but they traded right. him, I think. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, so, yeah, so that that room in Miami is going to get really interesting, and, you know, uh, I I can see them keeping him because he's familiar with the offense. Yep. Um, I, do, I mean, I wouldn't give it's, – it's like what you were saying, like a fourth-round pick – like mm-hmm. I wouldn't really throw a whole bunch out there for him. I mean, he, he's, he's someone you can maybe spot start if needed, but he's not someone I'm going to like actively, actively go for personally. 
Fair enough. So yeah, that's the last uh, last guy we have on our list here for today. That's half of them. Again, we're going to talk about a little bit of a tier break tomorrow with some of the next guys there. But there's a lot of good players left that we haven't even talked about yet. So we'll talk on them a little bit tomorrow. Any last thoughts on the guys we talked about today? Nope. All right. So we got some good values today. Some premier guys, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, they could definitely have major dynasty implications where they go. And there's a few landing spots that could be very, very valuable for those three guys specifically. So hopefully we'll find out here in just a couple of weeks. You know, this week is combine week, like we talked about. Next week is the last week off. We'll be recapping the combine that week. But then the week after that, free agency starts and we're going to get into it. So, you know. We'll see how active these teams are early. The last couple of years have been a little bit unpredictable. Day one sometimes goes crazy, and then sometimes it's like three weeks later, and you're like, why is this player still not signed yet? So we'll, we'll see how it kind of goes. But thank you guys for joining us today. If you can, please like, comment, subscribe, leave a review, whatever you can do for the podcast. Talk about the podcast to one friend. We're putting out all this content for you guys. All we ask is you just tell one other person about it, try and get them into the podcast as well. Get them into Dynasty too. If, you, if you're into Dynasty and you got a friend that's not, go get them into Dynasty. Dynasty is a lot of fun, you know? And then you can point them to us and we'll help them out. We'll get we'll answer any questions you have on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin at Dynasty underscore Dale. So that's it. We'll see you guys tomorrow with round two of the running back free agents. But that said, till next time, thank you guys for listening. Have a good night.